I'm Anya Bohm, and I'm a black diamond level seller with paparazzi accessories, as well as a team leader, trainer, and mentor. This podcast is here as a resource to give you training, words of wisdom from other top leaders, motivation, or even a kick in the pants. I speak from my heart, and I hold nothing back. So if you're ready to start your business or take it to the next level, you've come to the right place. This is the Papa Rockstars Podcast. Today, I am super excited to welcome Jill Valero to the call. Jill is an elite leader and a fashionista with paparazzi. She has been life of the party two times with Diamond Access and is on track this year to hit Black Diamond. Jill is a Crown Club 25 member, and she's been in paparazzi for five years, but technically she joined on leap year. So I think technically it's only been a year because <laughs> we only have leap year once every couple years. Jill supports a team of 736 beautiful paparazzi people at the time of this recording. Of course, that's going to change. It could be even in the next minute that that changes. And 91 of those are personally sponsored. Jill says she is a hot mess mom of four, and she has been homeschooling since 2010, way before it was cool with coronavirus, and Jill lives in California. Jill, did I leave anything out? No, I think that's everything. Awesome. Well, let's just jump right into these questions today. How did you get started with Pavarazzi? Um, I got invited to a Facebook album party um, when I joined there was no such thing as Facebook Live, like it hadn't been invented yet. And a friend that I worked out with at the time, um, she had invited me to this Facebook album party with um, the consultant who happened to be um, high school classmates with her. And honestly, when she invited me, I'd never heard of paparazzi, and I was kind of mad once I figured out it was jewelry because I didn't wear jewelry. I have really sensitive skin, and every time I had tried to wear jewelry in the past from like a department store, I would break out almost instantly and have a major skin irritation. So when I found out it was jewelry, I was like, why'd you invite me to this party? Like, I don't wear jewelry. But I kind of figured through process of elimination that it was similar to other, um, you know, friends who had businesses and they would sell clothing or whatnot. And so you would go to the party, buy some stuff, and your friend would get free stuff. So I'm like, well, I like this girl. We're friends. Let me go buy a couple pair of earrings, help her out. And that's all I did. I bought two pairs of earrings. Once I discovered they were $5, I was like, okay, I can spend 10 bucks to help my friend. Um, and I thoroughly expected to either gift them or throw them away because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to wear them. Um, and when they came in the mail, as we all know, they're way better, better than the pictures. And I was like, let me try these babies. I want to see what happens. And um, <laughs> I tried them on and surprise, surprise, I had no reaction. And I think that's when I got hooked. <laughs> So I started uh, stalking the consultant, and I joined her VIP group, and I would watch these women just fight over this jewelry. And all she did was post pictures because, you know, this is before Facebook Live. And every time she posts a couple of earrings, they're like, mine sold. No, you can't have it. I want it. I was here first. And I'm like, what is going on? So I stalked her group for a while, asked to host us my own party, um, and kind of the rest is history. What a fun story from back in the glory days of paparazzi, or I should say pre-glory days, because live shows have made our businesses so much different. But being able to see that jewelry and then see it in person and then the non-reaction to that so that you could actually enjoy wearing jewelry, like that's a classic start. Yeah. 
So Jill, why, what is your why? Why do you do paparazzi? As we all know, it changes um, over time, but I, you know, I like to say I didn't start this to make money. Um, I, you know, I love my husband. We've been married for, geez, almost 18 years and um, we have a good life. We've built a beautiful life with our kids and our family and it wasn't money I was after. When I first started, I knew there was something missing from me personally, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, and then I realized that what was missing was my own identity. You know, we all know as moms that it's really easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day and it's really easy to lose yourself because you're taking care of your husband, your kids, your household, paying bills and, you know, all that goes into being a mom. And nobody ever thanks you for everything you do. Nobody says, hey, thanks for changing my diaper or thanks for that meatloaf or, hey, babe, thanks for paying the bills so that our lights still come on. You know, like nobody... It's a very thankless job, and aside from, like, Christmas, your birthday, and Mother's Day, nobody really says thank you and takes the time out to acknowledge and recognize you, and I started to realize that I was finding myself lost, for lack of a better term, and I needed something that was mine. I needed something that I could enjoy aside from my family, because I love my family, and I love taking care of them, but I need me. And I'd always worked in a full-time job um, before I had kids and all that. And so, you know, I, I can't say it enough. I love my kids. I love my family. But it's just, it's a very thankless job sometimes. And so I needed something for myself. And I found that with paparazzi. I'm completely hearing a place that I've been before in my life in your why and why you started doing this. Because same thing, like you just get lost in the day-to-day and the things that all the kids need and then you turn around and and you haven't shaved your legs in in a year and and you look (laughs) in the mirror and you're like what who is this person and when was the last time I had like 27 seconds to myself because we all know the second you even close the bathroom door there's someone pounding on it and they cannot wait the two minutes (laughs) that you're in there to get an answer to the very important question which is usually like, mom, do we have peanut butter? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I love that. Now, how has your why changed from when you very first started paparazzi till what it is today? Um, Now it's changed into more of service to others and being able to find my voice. So I, you know, like I said, I was a mom and I had lost myself a little bit in my journey as a a stay-at-home mom and a wife. Um, But I also have a backstory of growing up as a child of abuse. And that's something that took a lot of years to admit. And coming from that place and finding a community in paparazzi and finding so many people who I have the ability to influence and impact and help has helped my voice come out. And I'm able to tell my story now and connect with those who have had similar unfortunate circumstances in their life, whether it be abuse or neglect or just, you know, lack of self-confidence. And now I'm able to use my story to help those other people and help them find their voice as well. So it started out with me trying to, you know, get a little bit of recognition and um, something for myself. And it's now turned into kind of like almost a mission to help others and help other people truly believe in themselves and what they're capable of and um, find their own self-confidence and voice. I can testify that this is 100% true because I will tell you 
something that maybe I didn't ask Jill's permission to share this, but hopefully she'll be fine with it. <laughs> when we were on the diamonds okay. trip together, <laughs> you're like, oh, great. What are you saying, Anya? Um, <laughs> last year, we got to go on the diamonds trip together in 2019. Am I remembering that year right? Yeah, I think so, because this past year it was canceled because of Corona. Yes. Yep, that's correct. Okay, yeah. So 2019, it was my first diamond trip. And Jill and I at one point ended up sitting next to each other on a couch together. And I still refer to it as my therapy session because just talking to Jill and and sharing with her and being together on that, that couch in that, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, however long it ended up being, like that conversation still to this day is one of my favorite paparazzi moments because Aww. she changed my life in that simple conversation. So I can totally attest to what she's saying here and, and making a difference. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jill, we're going to go ahead and shift the the conversation for a minute. For those of you that have been listening for a while, you've told me again and again that this is your favorite questions from the podcast because we have a way of idealizing the people who have made it to our top leadership and we think, oh, they've never had a problem. They've never had a bad day. Their boards have never tipped over in the wind. And this question right here is my favorite because it reminds me that even elite leaders have a bad day and even the top consultants in paparazzi get a nasty email from a customer or a fellow consultant. So, Jill, take us to your worst moment in your paparazzi story and draw us a picture. Tell us what that was about. Okay, so I have to tell you, this question was is, like, really hard. And I don't want to sound stupid, and this is probably going to sound stupid, but, like, paparazzi is amazing, and there's not really, like, a bad side of it. So I had to really think about what is my worst moment, and I feel like my worst moment is, when I first realized that as a leader, you can't help everybody. And I think for me personally, that's the hardest part because I'm a fixer by nature. I feel like a lot of moms are like, I'm the kind of person you give me a problem. I'm going to give you 18 steps and I'm going to tell you this, how we're going to fix it right now. Let's go. But I can't fix everybody. And some people just don't want to be fixed. And so I think the hardest part um, in leadership, especially is realizing that, when you're a fixer and you're a leader, not everybody wants help. Not everyone is receptive to training. Not everybody wants to show up. Some people just want to complain. Um, and misery does love company for some people. And so some people will reach out to you and say they want to be the next elite or they want to be the next person who sells $5,000 a month. But then when you tell them what they need to do, they ignore you. And especially when you're a hands-on leader, it's very hard to not take that personally and to not feel like you failed. And so I think, honestly, that was my worst moment, um, the very first time that that happened. And I remember having a conversation with one of my consultants and just basically getting ghosted because she didn't really want to do the things she needed to do in her business. And before she ghosted me, she had a very negative thing to say about me, you know, and just not taking that very personally is very difficult. So as a fixer, it's sometimes really hard to um, to know you can't fix everything. 
I'm going to go off script here for one second and just ask, what do you do when someone says something like that to you or when they ghost you? Like, how do you handle it? Because we know in our businesses, we need to be professional. We can't lash back. And so, like, do you have, how do you walk yourself through that? Like, but I want this so bad for you or that even when they attack you personally, what do you do to not lash back? That's a really good question because I am somebody where I like, I have a little bit of a ghetto side. Okay. And so I could come out, you know, I could see myself coming out and saying something bad, but that's not going to do anybody any good. So usually if I get a, a nasty message like that, I'll go scream into a pillow, not even kidding. And then I will compose myself, take a deep breath, and then try to come back from a place of love and let that person know that, you know, hey, what you do in your business is your business. Um, I'm here to help you and guide you as much as I possibly can, but I can't do it for you, you know, and I'm not trying to push you in any way that you're not willing to go. But if you tell me you want this, this, and this, I'm going to help you get there. And, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. Do you really want this, this, and this? Or do you just want to pretend that you want this, this, and this? Because I can't really help you if you're just pretending. And I just, you know, if they're going to be rude to me, I'm not going to engage with them because at that point I feel like it's more trying to manage somebody as opposed to lead somebody. And I'm not a manager. I'm a leader. I will, you know, just let them know I'm there for you if you need anything. But basically, we're done. You know, like I'm not going to go out and seek you any further. I'm all, doors always open. You're always there, you know, able to contact me if you need me. But like, this is the last time I reach out to you kind of thing. I love that. Jill, what lesson do you want us to learn from your worst paparazzi moment? I think the lesson is to not take everything personally. And that is hard. That is really hard because most of us leaders lead with love. And I can speak for myself and those consultants that I know um, personally, we lead from a place of love. Like, I feel like there is a misconception about leaders sometimes and people think it's all about a paycheck and like, I don't care about that at all. It's about leading from a place of love and I shared the opportunity with these people because they needed it, not because I needed a paycheck. And there is something super special about the paparazzi opportunity and there's something super special about what you can gain from this opportunity if you, you know, apply yourself and if you are willing and open to change. Not taking it personally when somebody lashes out at you or when somebody just quits. That's the hardest thing. And you do kind of have to separate yourself from your feelings a little bit. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not still that leader that leave, leads with love, but you just, there has to be a little separation there um, because there's a lot of different reasons that people quit. And it's not always what we think, you know, some people go through health issues or they go through financial struggles in their personal life or, you know, they have a family member pass away, unfortunately, or there's all kinds of reasons that people would quit paparazzi. And unfortunately, sometimes they take it out on us as leaders and you do have to have a little bit of a thick skin. Um, and like I tell my team, if somebody quits on you, that's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of them and what they wanted or didn't want out of their business. So you do have to separate yourself a little bit. I love what you said just there. That's a reflection of them, not a reflection of you if they decide to take a step back or if they decide to quit. 
Mm-hmm. Jill, what is a habit you have that you feel most contributes to your success? Uh, like I preach to my team, sell daily. I don't care if it's one piece, two pieces, 10 pieces, or 100 pieces. I am selling jewelry every single day. My head does not hit the pillow at night until I have sold something. And I, I make that a point because everybody has goals, hopefully. Um, and whatever those goals are, they are best broken down into small manageable chunks. And I am somebody who is a proponent, proponent of selling daily and always putting sales first. That's what our business was designed about. Um, we're designed to survive on sales. That's what we preach to our team. So we should be doing it from the front as well. Um, and I am a big believer in leading from the front. So I want my team to know that I am focused on sales all the time. I think everything you want out of this business starts with sales first. You want money? Sell your jewelry. You want recruits? Sell your jewelry. You want to move up in the ranks? Sell your jewelry. So sell daily. Now, do you have just one way that you sell or does it just vary from day to day? Like one day you do a live sale, one day you do an album. Like how does that work for you? Multiple ways. So I preach all the time to diversify your sales. Um, If you just push the live button, yes, I'm talking to you new consultants. If you just push the live button, you don't know the hustle. Um, Those of us who've been around a while, like we learned to do different things because we had to. There was no live. And lives are great. Please don't stop doing them, but they should not be your only way to sell. So messenger parties, personal shopping appointments, those are amazing for customer service, by the way. Messenger parties, personal shopping appointments, bling bags, basket parties, Facebook Lives, speed shopping, albums, VIP group, selling your stories, uh, your paparazzi website. You can utilize a Shopify website if your business is at that point. You know, there are so many different ways. Vendor events are starting to come back around in some areas. Um, I have a standing gig at an assisted living facility that I've had for about two years. COVID's put a hold on that for right now, but um, I've gone to the same list assisted living facility every day for the, or uh, not every day, good gravy, um, every uh, second Friday of the month for the past two years. And I only take hostess rewards to that event and I sell hundreds of dollars in a two hour time span and it's all pure profit because it's hostess rewards. So there's lots of different ways to sell, but you should be selling every single day. Great tips on that. What advice would you give to a brand new consultant just getting started in their business? Um, Break things down into small manageable chunks. Make sure you set goals, not just wishes. Goals have a plan attached to them. So if your goal is to sell 100 pieces this month, then break it down by week and by day and figure out what you're going to do to get there. Be really realistic with your goals, but set them just a little bit outside of your reach and set a plan to, uh, to attack those goals and go after them. Don't accept failure. I really think that failure only happens when you quit trying. Um, even if you don't reach your sales goal for the week or the month, you haven't failed if you've given it your all. You have failed if you gave up and said, yeah, no, I'm not even going to try. Then that's failure. But if you have done your all and you've honestly like truly devoted your time and your um, effort into your business, even if you fall short, you haven't failed. So um, break things down in those small chunks and then focus forward. Don't look in the rearview mirror and don't compare yourself to somebody else. It doesn't matter how much Anya sells in her business. That doesn't matter to my business because she's not paying my bills. So I'm focused on how much I'm selling and if I'm selling more than I did last week, last month, and last year. And that's all that matters to me. 
Failure happens when you quit trying, even if you fall short. Like that is a truth bomb. Like frame that, put it on your wall, people. (laughs) (laughs) If you could suggest one thing, Jill, to a consultant who is feeling just stuck in their business, what would you tell them to do? Um, I would say really evaluate your business honestly, and that's hard. So are you being productive or are you being busy? Are you wasting your time on non-income producing activities like creating graphics and scrolling Facebook? Or are you actually working your business? Because a lot of times when I hear people say, oh, I'm not selling anything. Well, when was the last time you went live? Oh, like six weeks ago. Well, there's the problem. You know, or when was the last time you posted an album? Uh, I haven't. There's the problem. Are you productive or are you busy? Really honestly evaluate your own business. Are you actually doing the things or are you just hoping, wishing, and praying? Because you cannot sit that box of jewelry in the corner and expect it to sell itself. You have to actively be getting your your jewelry in front of everybody. Do your friends and family and followers on Facebook, do they know that you sell jewelry? Or do they have to scroll back eight years on your timeline to find out that you sell paparazzi? Or is it in their front, like in their face? so that they go to your profile and they know you sell paparazzi. They know you're the jewelry lady and you're the one they can come to. Like, you have to make sure that that's first and foremost in their mind. Girl, you just identified the biggest problem I had in my business when I very first got started because I love me some graphics. I love Mm -hmm. me some filing and some paperwork. (laughs) But at the end of the day... Like I was being productive and busy, but I was not selling any jewelry. And when I finally figured that out, that was when my business changed. And I went from selling a tiny bit of jewelry to a ton of jewelry. (laughs) You said hoping, wishing, and praying won't sell your jewelry. Like hoping, wishing, and praying ain't going to get your jewelry out of the box. Ain't going to get money in your Mm -hmm. pocket. (laughs) I just love that. Uh, Jill, what is a quote that inspires you? Uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And I believe it's Henry Ford uh, that said that quote. And I love that one because it sounds so simple, but it's so true. And, you know, we talk a lot um, about the power of positive thinking and a positive mindset and shifting your mindset in your business. And I know some people think that's gibberish. And I know some people think that that's, you know, baloney or hoo-ha or whatever you want to call it. But there really is something to the way your mindset affects your business. And if you think, well, I ain't going to sell any jewelry, then you're not, you know, and if you think I can do anything, then nothing is going to stop you because you have really built yourself up and you've given yourself that initial boost of confidence that you need to push forward and do those things. Does it mean it's magical? And just because you say the words, it's going to happen? No, but there's something that triggers inside of you when you have that little burst of confidence And you're more likely to do the things that you need to do to move your business forward. So I really think a positive mindset is key. And that quote really hits at home for me. I think that's why affirmations work so, so well, because they're looking ahead to the future and saying, for instance, like, I am the life of the party diamond seller. And if you keep saying that, Mm -hmm. then your subconscious mind is going to help you think of things to make that come to pass. But if you're saying like, oh, I could never sell that much jewelry, two classic examples right there. Well, if you think you're a life of the party diamond seller, even if you hit platinum, friend, you hit platinum. Like, oh my gosh, that is huge. 
And but yeah. if you sit there and you're like, oh, I could just never sell that much jewelry, well, then it's well, guess what, friend? That's also going to be true. <laughs> so, what is a book you would say is an absolute must-read, and why? Um, the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. It's one of the first books I read when I started my business, and it's one that I do tend to go back and read um, usually about once a year. It's probably about time, actually. And it's just a good personal development book uh, to really set you on the right path to success. So when you're reading that book, it's one of my favorites as well. Do you flip through and find a topic that you're like, oh, I need to read up on that? Or you do you go cover to cover chapters as they were written in the book? I try to go cover to cover um, because truthfully, I'm not the most avid reader. Like I, I love to read, but Usually by the time I get around to reading a book, it's late at night. And so I will read and fall asleep with the book in my face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I try to just start at the beginning and go as far as I can before the book hits me in the face and then start the next day. (laughs) Well, Jill, you have given us so many truth bombs, so many awesome things. I have pages of notes here. But let's go ahead and wrap this up with our show challenge. If you've been listening for a while, friends, you know we like to do a weekly challenge on the podcast so that you can get your business into action in the next seven days. So, Jill, what would you challenge the listeners to do in the next seven days to take action in their paparazzi business? Clean up your social media pronto. So be truthful with yourself. And go through your social media. Is your profile picture professional? Or is it a picture of a dog or a cartoon character or a, you know, nature scene? It shouldn't be any of those things. It should be a picture of your cute face wearing paparazzi jewelry. It doesn't have to be a professional picture. It can be a selfie, but it needs to look professional. So no tongue hanging out, no, you know, craziness like that. Um, and your social media needs to reflect your business. So, are you listed as a paparazzi consultant with your, you know, your rank or your achievements front and center on your social media? Is there curse words or inappropriate content on your social media? If so, please delete it um, because, look, you can do all that stuff in your private life, but when you run a business on social media, you need to reflect a business mentality on social media. So, Clean up your social media. Get rid of the inappropriate, swearing, um, tongue-hanging-out selfies and get rid of the dog profile pictures and that kind of thing. Um, Make sure that your profile is clean and professional and uh, that you're not sharing other people's live sales, whether they're paparazzi or not. You need to have a business professional social media because, Uh, Whether you're live on your personal timeline or a business page, trust me, people will look you up Um, and they want to see who they're going to spend their money with. And part of this business is they want to know that you're somebody they like, know, and can trust. And if your personal profile um, or your business page or your group doesn't reflect a professional business, They might go elsewhere. So you don't want to lose that potential customer because you decided to share something not professional. I'll leave it at that. I can't tell you how much I love this challenge because I have gained team members because they come and they see that professional image on my page. And I'm not saying you have to be crusty, friends. And I don't think Jill is saying that either. You can share 
you know, your kid's doing a cute dance. You can share, right. you know, I got my, my pedicure done yesterday and I shared that on social media and I definitely, you could, you can see my love of Dr. Pepper on there. Like add that personality in. But if the first thing that someone sees when they come to your Facebook profile is you ripping your ex or, you know, something polarizing, something that is going to just give them a bad feeling, they're going to click off and they're going to go to somebody else. And you don't want that. You want to be putting the best foot forward to your business. Awesome. Did you have anything else you want to share with today's listeners? Yeah, actually. Um, so I would just challenge you all to really believe in yourselves. I don't care if you've, you know, unfortunately come from a background like I have where your, you know, self-confidence may be lacking uh, in your personal life. Please know that with paparazzi, you have an amazing family and we really are a family and we really do help and support each other. And so if you're not at that point where you believe in yourself yet, Please know and understand that paparazzi as a whole believes in you and your leader believes in you and you can do amazing things in this business. So please understand and know that we believe in you and you are capable of doing amazing things. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on the podcast today. I have learned so much. I'm sure the listeners have a lot that they've taken away as well. For you rock stars, we appreciate you listening in as well. Don't forget to head on over to the podcast page at paparockstars.com slash Jill, and that's where you're going to listen again and share this with your team. So again, that website is paparockstars.com slash Jill. Have a rockin' week. Bye-bye.